Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. I got nothing this week. I thought you were going to say, like, beam me up, Scotty. I, you know, I, I was trying to think of a Star Trek thing. and Engage. I, I almost tried to... Uh, relive probably I, this has to be a top five moment in living the life but uh i was gonna say may the force be with you because mm. i i remember when the first jj star trek movie came out it was really when everybody was starting to go mad about we got to get people off their cell phones in the theater so we had to go in before every show and do a whole cell phone spiel and i would end all my star trek ones with may the force be with you mm. and it was great it was by, like being rick fucking flair that's pretty sure. the fun. whole sure. fucking crowd yeah, returning boo yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you could have said make it so number one <laughs> make it so number i'll be one. honest with you i you know the, we'll we'll talk about anything else I got out of this whole experience but one of the things I actually learned while watching this was that resistance is futile is from Star Trek never knew that <laughs> yeah so hey it might not originally be from Star yeah. Trek but certainly it's what made it famous sure. I think so we're here to talk about Picard season three season, just three to season just, three just for season some three. reason <laughs> uh listen a, a little backstory I have watched all of Picard Hertz watched 45% of Picard. I've watched the first nine episodes of the first season, which is like walking out of Star Wars during the Death, uh, Death yeah. Star Trench run, and I've watched the entire third season. It, not season two at all. Not, not touched it. Joseph has never watched anything before. I have never watched any Star Trek besides the J.J. movies. Yeah. So for the eight people who will listen to this, <laughs> uh, Picard season three has kind of... I would describe as very little to do with the first two seasons. Right. Uh, that's of that's what I was wondering because I was like, "What the fuck did they do the first two seasons?" <laughs> <laughs> this um, seems like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like it. It seems like what it should have been the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's uh, it it is essentially a next generation kind of legacy sequel. Everyone's on their last hoorah. You know, I, it's hard to really talk about the plot of this show without like immediately going into the spoilers because right. there's a big twist like two or three episodes in. Um, but all the people from Next Generation are back. Uh, surprisingly, I think this is the same showrunner from season two, and it's an entirely different show. Right. Um, but I don't know who to start with, Joseph. Who's I wouldn't the- <laughs> start with me. Hurt, you go first. Um, you know, well, you know what I would like to know. Well, obviously, we know Joseph. He has. Your history with Star Trek is you have none. Correct. Correct. What's your history with Star Trek? So uh, I watched Next Generation growing up, like, religiously. Right. As I got older, I and I, I mean, some of TOS, like, I definitely watched, like, reruns, and my, my dad had it on, like, tape or something. Right. Um, but as I got older, I have watched all of the original series at least once, if not twice. I've watched Next Generation in its entirety probably three or four times. Right. It's my favorite. Right. Um, I have watched some of Enterprise. I have watched all of Voyager. I mean, I would say, like, I'm not in deep right. in Star Trek, but I'm more than probably the average person right. walking down the street. You're not a casual fan, but yeah. you're you're not completely embedded in it. Correct. Uh, yeah, mine is, you know... Uh, for whatever reason, in Eastern Kentucky, we did not have Star Trek in syndication when I was a little kid. So when I first moved to Florida, I fucking hated it here. 
But the because uh, in Hazard, I had lots of friends. I was kind of a cool kid and stuff like that. And then as soon as I got here, I, you know, I was a dork. And I didn't even know there were dorks till I got here. So, uh, but one of the real bright spots is in the afternoon, they'd show reruns of Star Trek. And I ate that shit up. And when uh, Next Generation kicked in, I liked it even better. You know, I, I, I can actually remember at the time me and my mom being on opposite sides because she really liked the old series. And I she just could not understand why anyone would enjoy uh, The Next Generation. But, uh, but then I kind of fell out with Star Trek, uh, you know, I, like sort of the same when I was working uh, when, when we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I worked at a comic book store right at the height of like sort of Star Trek mania when Star Wars was just completely out of the pop culture and god damn Star Trek geeks turned me against it for a long time. Now now it's sort of flipped. Star Trek geeks are pretty chill now mm-hmm. where Star Trek Star Wars guys are sort of unbearable. But at the time, it definitely wasn't like that. And I can remember, particularly with Gen X kids, a lot of them were like, no, fuck Star Trek. I like mm-hmm. Star Wars. But uh, I, I have really enjoyed in the last few years reconnecting with Star Trek. And I was here. very excited about Picard season one until I watched it. Yes. <laughs> Same here. I I've kind of fallen off track. I think like I probably, uh, last time I watched Next Generation was probably like 2010, 2011. Because I watched it again when I was in Alaska. Right. And uh, I kind of I went heavy on Star Trek when I was in Alaska. And then I fell off. And then, I don't know, when Paramount Plus first got announced and they were going to bring Discovery and right. you know all these new Star Trek shows, I was like, I'm going to get back on the bandwagon. And I've watched all of that. And I hate most of it. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I am still a sucker. If you, it, it, it would not be crazy now if you walked in my house and I would just be watching an episode of Next Generation because I had 44 minutes to, <laughs> right, to do right. something. But So, what would you... I don't know. What, what do you, I would say I want to go episode episode on this, but I actually haven't watched it recently, so I don't remember what happens per episode. I just really want to know. So, I, okay, I'll say this. I loved season three. It, oh, me too. Totally. I think it is good on its own. It's really great as a fucking nostalgia hit. Right. Um, if you have a love and appreciation for these characters, I think they all get a chance to shine. I think it's good, fun versions of those characters. And, uh, yeah, I just it's a fucking dopamine hit if you grew up watching Next Generation. And I do think it's as a fun kind of setup for what is probably new Star Trek should be. Right. Yeah, I, I would say I, I, I loved this, and I really thought... These guys sort of old man last hurrah worked really well for them because Next Generation was always a little more cerebral. So it didn't really matter that they all, you know, like looked so old and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was it was actually sort of helped with it. Like I after watching this, I, I watched Undiscovered Country again, which is a, a great Star Trek movie. But my God, those guys look so worn they're out. fucking and, old. But dude. I think they're probably in that movie 20 years younger yeah. than this cast is, but it just feels more right with this cast. Yeah, I guess when you think about when that movie was released. I was going to say, people aged differently back then. I, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but here's, uh, to Hurt's point, that movie's like, what, 91? 91, 92. Uh, and like Leonard Nimoy died in 2017. So he went like another fucking 25 right. years right. after that. Uh, old Peace could die tomorrow and I wouldn't be shot. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joseph. 
So it's it's funny that, that you talk about moving here and like finding out that like dorks exists, right? Because I, I feel like as what we are at this point, we're we're three physically unimpressive white men in our thirties <laughs> and forties, right? Uh, who have a, a mostly Marvel and Star Wars podcast. I don't think we've ever not been dorks, right? Uh, and so this is the, the first time in my life where I've ever actually like seen myself on the other side of the fence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I've never I've never wanted to punch a nerd or call somebody four eyes more in my entire life. Uh, it, <laughs> it this shit is so fucking corny and dorky that it made me reconsider whether like everything that I like is bad <laughs> I was like watching this was what I know would be my father's experience listening to one of our episodes of our podcast right. the experience that I had watching this for the first time I know who like some of these people are I even knew some of the character names but definitely like you know, you talk about being a nostalgia. I have no nostalgia for yeah, any for sure. of this stuff. So uh, I kind of just want everything to be better, but it just was what it was. Interesting. I mean, so much of it, I I don't really think the plot works on nostalgia, but if you don't have an appreciation for, like, like the whistle bit. I mean, that, that was exactly the point. The whistle bit is exactly the point. I was like, we need to make Joseph watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to know if to anyone who didn't know exactly that that was, if it didn't seem like the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Because for me, and, and this is part of like Next Generation, I don't, Next Generation is a serial show, right? Every week is something different. They go to a new planet. But there is overarching plot lines. Right, there's in that still show. lore episodes. Encounter at Farpoint is like the first episode and the last episode of that TV show, mm-hmm. and so like uh, the fact that they referenced it again and it kind of comes back and like it feels like those plot lines still aren't finished, right? Which is how what I appreciated about it. It wasn't like, oh, they're making a nod. I was like, yeah, shit's not over yet. Right, right, right. Q's still out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like that kind of hit for me when that moment happens. And I think a lot of this show works like that. And so if you don't pick up on all of those plot lines, and they're the same exact scene. There is a, I could give a negative version of this. Fucking Moriarty is stupid in this. Right. That is like... A big cliffhanger in Star Trek that they never go back to. In the trailer, they show him, you're like, oh, finally, we're fucking, we're going back to this dude. And then it was nothing. Um, because if I remember correctly, how Moriarty wraps up is he ends up out in the real world, right? Yeah, he's just yeah. like, he exists. Yeah. And we don't do anything about right, it. Right, we and, just let him go. Yeah. Um, so, like, I could see it on the negative, because I think it happens in a scene, like, it happens in a scene where I love it, and then it happens in that exact same scene, it's also, I fucking hate it. Right. So spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. The big twist of this show is that Picard has a child. I you if if that's a big twist, it, you find out in the first episode. But so it's or maybe a, this is the beginning of the second episode. This is why I think not liking Star Trek is a problem. Uh huh. Because like literally every Jean Luc Picard story is this dude doesn't want to be married and doesn't want to have kids. Uh-huh. Right. And and that Starfleet and his crew is his family. You know, so that is his story. Right. So then at the end, they were like, but hey, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's one thing I wonder Jack's supposed to be like 20 years old, right? Yeah. 
from a distance, he looks 20 years old. He looks about 34. But when you get up close, he's got, like, my eyes. He is. I think exactly 34 (laughs) because I looked it up. (laughs) Like, it seems like he spent a lot of time with alcohol in the sun. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's the kid who played Aragon. No shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That feels like more than, like, 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was probably close to. I know. That said, I liked that guy. He was I thought he was good in this I, role. I'll be honest with you. He's one of the top three actors in this sh- Who show. Who the me. other two? Uh, the dickhead captain that keeps getting beat <laughs> oh, up and then eventually murdered. Incredible. I love that guy, yes. Yeah, I hate that they killed him. Yeah, 100%. He literally just gets his shit kicked every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. And then they he, kill him. He's so fucking good. God, is, is anybody else good in this? Uh, uh, the guy who plays Warp's pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Definitely the best comedy duo in this is Worf and Riker. Yes. Uh, uh, as long as you didn't say Worf and yeah. Raffi, because I fucking hate Raffi. I know. I despise Raffi. <laughs> uh, like, uh, it's, and you know, like, Raffi's a Law and Order ex- alumni, so I like. I'm in the pocket for her, but she just fucking sucks. She's man. so. I, I mean, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I will continue to probably rag on performances in this mm. show, but I mean, like, we're starting at like top. You know, seven out of ten, and bottom is her at one. You know, like, right. and everybody else is somewhere in the middle, but she's really, really terrible. So in Picard season one, they introduce—I wouldn't say a whole cast of characters, but like four people—and the only one you've ever met before is Seven of Nine, right? Jerry Ryan's character, and everyone else is new. And like Rafi and Picard were supposed to have this history, but you don't know her. And by the time you get to this season. They've pushed everyone else out except for Rafi and Seven. I only care about Seven. Seven's not even from Next Generation, but she's the coolest fucking character from Voyager, so I give her a pass. I I also wondered about, so everybody in this besides those two are from one show? Because it seemed like a lot of people for one show, but I have no idea, like... I was I was like, is this a mashup of multiple Star Trek shows? There's seven. There is elements because we also uh Oh Vulcan dude from Voyager's also Voyager also. And yeah. uh you know, the, the villains of this come from Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Or the first villains. Mm-hmm. So um I'm usually someone who's a big proponent of I don't wanna get to the thing or watch getting to the thing. I just want to get to the thing. So at first with this I was a little frustrated that it was basically the people we'd already seen a lot of Picard, Riker, seven of nine, but I really enjoyed the assembling the crew part of this. I thought it was paced really well. Yeah, I agree with that. I was, I, I wanted like Jordy to come in a little quicker, right? but I appreciated how everyone kind of like, we spent time and build the crew up as we went. Um, to your point, Joseph, Picard, Riker, Crusher, Jordy, Data, Worf, I don't think there's anyone else. Those six for sure are all in it, and they're in. Those are. I only know who some of those people are. But seven of nine, the captain. Well, seven of nine, the captain's new. Seven of nine is from Voyager. Yeah, I really. There might be another one, but I, I think that's all of the legacy cast. Well, I mean, there's some of the people you meet along the way. Like, why, why can't I think her name? The dark-haired chick. She dies. <laughs> I don't remember who. No, come on! It was like one of the best parts of the show. I haven't watched it. In I, a she's month. Bajoran. Oh, fuck, yeah, what's her name? Oh, my God, that was a crazy twist. Ugh. See, again, this is something you can't really appreciate, Joseph. But I don't she, know she basically, she has this whole history with the show of, like, they were going to build a whole spinoff around oh, her. Oh, was she the one that, like, came and met with Picard, like, one time and then exploded on a ship exactly. or whatever? Yeah, yes. okay. 
Yeah, she she like was a late addition to the cast, like three or four seasons in, and she was basically there to be like a backdoor pilot for DS9, and then she like double birded those guys, <laughs> and then she came back and did a couple more guest spots, but she was someone who I never thought I would see again, and I was pretty good. Ro, Ro Laren. Yeah, Ro Laren. Yeah, that, I fucking freaked out when that happened yeah <laughs> i did not anticipate that to come i was really surprised you'd forgotten it because that's when you started communicating yeah. with me is like the new episodes you really need to start watching this this shit's awesome so yeah that probably was like that's like week four i think yeah. i was like fuck dude i have to stay up today i don't want to be spoiled uh my kind of big complaint here even though i think it's kind of cool the way they did it i don't like we went that we went back to the borg i i agree i I don't like that the Borg were the villain. Oh, it's the Borg again. And, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I like the symmetry of it. Like, the last original series was a Klingon movie because mm-hmm. their big bads were the Klingon. So the last of this was the Borg because, you know, John Luke has such a connection with the Borg. But also, you know, we had just done like two seasons of the fucking Borg, one of which I didn't watch. Yeah, so that's that's one of my big issues. Right. I think the idea of like, yes, Jean-Luc not having a family, and then, oh, here he has surprise children, fine. The idea that a punishment to that is that that's how Locutus lives on, is in his children. I right. think that's an interesting concept. My problem with it being the Borg is that the end of last season, it's kind of the... I didn't like season two. It's trash. However, the conclusion of that is that Jean-Luc finally makes the ultimate Star Trek victory. Is that he makes peace with the Borg. And now we have this like secret cube in Jupiter that's (laughs) fucking waiting to take over. Like... It just kind of erased what I thought was actually a pretty good conclusion to the Borg story. And I guess that is really more of an echo of Undiscovered Country, because that's how that ends with, mm-hmm. you know, them making peace with the Klingons. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I was kind of hoping for some... I, first of all, I kind of liked the first set of villains better, but dipping back in the Dominion War during... Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking, what's her name? Amanda Plover? Mm-hmm. She was just so oily. Yeah. And just Very having such a good time. Yeah, you know the 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 first time that she did the whole Jean Luc Picard, right. I was like uh, this bitch. But you know what? It grew on me over time. I, she's she was hamming it up and having a good right. time. I I appreciated her more than about half the cast. So. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're ragging on the cast. I want to I want to make a slight defense here. These people never had work after Next Generation. <laughs> we always knew what kind of actors yeah, they yeah. were. I get that maybe you didn't, but gosh, Jonathan Franks did what? True or false? That's it. <laughs> Wait, is he uh, is he Riker? Yes. Yeah. You know he's pretty good at it. Also, I was thinking as I was watching that, uh, like you know, as all the aged cast is coming, I was like. You know, uh, a fucking Riker looks pretty good, and then Lavar Burton shows up. And, Holy shit, Lavar yeah. Burton looks incredible. Lavar don't Burton crack, great. dude. He's so, <laughs> yeah. he's so handsome. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What was the name of that? Like, believe it or not, type show that John was Burton it? Believe said? it or not? It Maybe been, it was yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. I just I know you know any supercut out there of him doing the fucking <laughs> yeah, it's hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. Yeah, I mean that's all that guy did. Mm. Fucking Gates McFadden. Actually, her real name, I think, is Sherry McFadden. Uh, she's like a puppet 
director. <laughs> like, if you watch Lab- Labyrinth, in the credits, you'll see Sherry McFadden, director of puppets. That's fucking Gates McFadden. That, I did not know that. That's awesome <laughs> knowledge. Beverly Crusher. <laughs> um, uh, they're not Shakespearean <laughs> actors here, Joseph. Now, look, and you know what? The one Shakespearean actor... Also, I didn't think was doing a particularly great job. Are we talking about Peace Stew? I uh, know. I'm talking about fucking Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Peace Stew. Peace Stew. Patrick yeah, Stewart. Yeah. Uh, He's old as dirt. His face makes one yeah, shape. Yeah, right. His like his his eyes are so saggy. He's like he's like two weeks from being Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Like, where <laughs> yes. you just can't see them. I don't know how. I, I God, I love him. Yeah. I don't know how he's still kicking. I I don't either, man. He looks rough. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Also. The one who seemed the most still physically with it was was War Michael Michael Dorn. Warf. Yeah, like Michael he, Dorn. Yeah. He still seemed like he could kick your ass. Yeah, I, I didn't really love Brent Spiner. His data was weird in this. We yeah. talked about he, this. He was the only person to make me laugh out loud in the ten episodes of the <laughs> show. So I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah. This is where me watching the show is going to disagree with you and say he sucks in this. I mean, look, I don't think he's he's good, but there's I can't remember. It's like in the second to last episode where fucking LeVar Burton tells him, you know, like, could you try being more positive? And he, says, he turns to him with a big grin and says, I hope we die quickly. <laughs> that, that shit made me laugh. That was, that was good. That was pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. It was like bringing him in in like the fifth episode and then saying, oh, by the way, we're going to ship this out a whole new door. Was a lot to take in. Yeah. And Data's death in... Is that 10? Yeah, which fucking movie is that? It's a... Uh, Insurrection? No, no uh, Nemesis. Nemesis. In Nemesis is fucking good. It's great. That's Nemesis true. is an underrated movie. I You you brought me around on that. I, yeah. I was disappointed in Nemesis the first time I saw it, but when I, I watched it pretty recently, and it might have been my favorite... Of the next yeah. generation movies. The only thing I know about Nemesis is that Tom Hardy is Picard's clone. <laughs> Correct. And I was really hoping that would show up somehow again in this, but it did not. So, yeah, in season one, it's all about Romulans and him, like, making peace with the Romulans after Nemesis and Data being dead. Like, that's all an important plot point that we just don't fucking talk about at all in yeah. this. And again, we kind of undercut Data's sacrifice. I don't know. There are things I don't love about it, but... I haven't had that much fun watching TV in a long fucking time. I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, to, to refute what you just said, I, again, I came into this with the, to the third season uh, with no other context, and it absolutely could have just been the only season that exists. The data context, I think it makes it worse having to compare it to whatever happened before because it's kind of a self-contained thing. Right. No, I agree. I, yeah. I'm saying because we've had these other stories... Yeah. And even season one, Data being dead is like one A plot point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly what drives the plot forward. In yeah, it. yeah. So they just be like, oh, he's secretly just alive, just here in this station. <laughs> right. Feels really shitty. <laughs> but I agree with your cold turkiness that uh-huh. maybe you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But I've been fucking in this <laughs> for thirty four years, yeah, right. Joseph. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying if there if you because I you know I I imagine at the end of this you guys are going to be better than Transformers and tell people they should watch this but I know you're not going to tell them to watch the first two seasons you might but I won't you won't so if you're going to watch the third season and you want to see Data again which you probably do you should just you you should be happy that he shows up again <laughs> yeah I mean it, fucking Data is in the other seasons but not the way you think he is right. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I would say if someone was going to try to watch this, I would at least 
find some guide on the internet of the must-watch episodes from the next generation, skip season one and two, and go right into this. Yeah, that's probably the the right call. Because mm. there's probably still fucking ten hours of next generation shit for you to watch to really kind of pick up on it. Um, but I think it is watchable on its own. But you have to have some sort of appreciation for. Mm. Those care. I mean, I you know, I think we all three watched the same show, and me and you, who already were in the pocket for these characters, love this shit. And Joseph, I think, did not. That's correct. <laughs> it's so, not the know, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It reminded me of the TV in my of my childhood, but not in the good way. <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is nostalgia does make a difference. That is what we're saying. I, we're not. I'm not. I don't know if we're saying it's good or bad, but it makes a difference. Uh, yeah, we talked about him earlier, but I really did love the 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 asshole captain. What was his name again? Oh, dude, I really don't remember. Doesn't he, matter. He's also uh, he he's on one of my uh, uh, favorite Law and Order Criminal Intent uh, episodes, which I don't remember the name of the episode, but I have dubbed it the Cuck Murders. <laughs> but it's a twist. Oh, it's a twist on Cuck. It's not the Cuck. Who does? Well, the Cucker is actually being cucked. It'll. Whoa. Yeah, but he, he was. Uh, he. Uh, That's and, the sound right for the week. <laughs> but he. <laughs> but he he's in a lot better shape in this than he was in that. So it took me a while to figure. It's like who is this guy? Yeah. But I mean, man, if they want to come up with a contrived way to bring him back to life for uh, for a spinoff series, I'll buy into whatever. There's it is. clones. There's androids. It doesn't. Fucking matter. <laughs> That's true. Uh, which I mean brings us, I think, probably to the end of this show, which is that uh, there will absolutely be a sequel to Next Generation. Well, I mean, the thing is, we really, since the Next Generation era, which is like you know DS Nine and Voyager, all were kind of the same era. We've just we've never went forward with Star Trek. We're always visiting the past, or you mm-hmm. know. You know, Picard sort of went forward, but it was still about the same people. Yeah. So I think it'll I think it'll be nice to finally have a show that sit that's going forward with maybe a new cast. I mean, you haven't had a new Enterprise since Nemesis, right? Right. So you end this show with a new Enterprise, and you, you're telling me you wouldn't make that the right. Uh, I mean, Jerry Ryan says she's not coming back. She's not doing anymore. But I, I just don't see how that's. I feel like Jerry Ryan, just like everybody else, enjoys money. Yeah. And the amount of shit she has to glue to her face seems to keep getting smaller. <laughs> so uh, that is true. So I, I, th- I think, I think she will probably be back. Uh, you know, of course, we're gonna see Picard's son and and Geordi's yeah. kids again. You know. I'm I'm excited about that. I you know I want a Star Trek for now that like you know like good sci-fi has something to say about now. See, I I agree with you. I want the show to be closer to Strange New Worlds than I do Picard. Oh, one hundred percent. And one hundred percent. I don't I don't know that they have that in them. Yeah, that's really what I want. I want Strange New Worlds that's not trapped in the. You know, in the original series era, I want Strange New Worlds moving forward. Well, in Strange New Worlds, is kind of, I mean, that first season is excellent. There's no reason for me to doubt that it's not going to continue to be 100%. But it has this like mask over it that it's all leading up to fucking Kirk and Spock and Bones. Right. It is locked in to, uh, to a certain finish for all these characters. Correct. 
which is like Rogue One, they ain't gonna be there. Right. I I know the story. Right. And fucking Khan Noonien Singh, great great granddaughter, she ain't in it. Right. Exactly. Um, that would have came up when Khan <laughs> showed up on yeah. the ship. Yeah. Uh, so you know that. I know where that's going. So I want that similar show, but fucking open-ended. Just right. Just like, right. we could tell a story. I loved the after credits. scene. Uh, after credit scene, on board, totally. Yeah, anytime John Delancey's on my screen, <laughs> I'm on board. You don't have I don't know who the fuck that is. That's cute, dude. I, He's fucking you, God. I mean, he told me that. I <laughs> mean, you, uh, you at least know him as the... Uh, uh, the air traffic controller that Walt... Uh, oh, Walt, yeah, I do know him as yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, I was actually doing a rewatch of Breaking Bad at like the same time I did this, so those kind of lined up with That's each funny. other. Yeah. So it was good to see him in a better light, because, man, does he not have a good ending no. on Breaking Bad. Very few people do. That's true. Uh, but, again, just total erasure of the second season. The second season is about Q dying. He's He's dead at the end of it. And then all of a sudden, here he is. Again, if you started at the third season and you thought, hey, I probably want to see Hugh again. That was a cool character. You get him at the end of this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, Q is also the kind of all-powerful trickster character that, you know, it could be he's Q from another time. Yeah. Or it could just be he was like, I got bored of being dead. I was about to say. So, Dude, yeah, that's if, great. If, yeah. if, any, if any genre affords you the ability to uh, uh, write characters off and write them back in again <laughs> easily, it's sci-fi. Right. <laughs> There's just true. so many options yeah i mean i do think it's the first one right this q is not he hasn't gotten to the point of death yet right but i love the idea of him just deciding i was tired of that right i was bored of that uh but yeah star trek picard season three specifically season three specifically (laughs) one and two are worse than transformers Uh season three is better than transformers i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. I, I told her before you came in, but the one thing that was good about the show is it made me work harder at work. <laughs> uh, so there's that. We've absolutely watched worse things than this. No, show. There, uh, that is true. It, it's not. It is not like unwatchable. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think also I might be more in the pocket for these guys because there is a very soap opera-esque quality to most mm. of the cast acting level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Frakes is actually married to a soap star. Seems appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Is is it a recurring plot point in regular Star Trek that they make elaborate plans that are dependent on the transporter and then the transporter goes on the fritz for no reason? <laughs> Listen, I didn't like the transporter. Because that happens that. about four or five times in ten <laughs> that episodes. Is, I mean, definitely in the... In the original series, oh my god, <laughs> there is so much, you know, alleged tension uh-huh. with it, with Scotty pushing these three things up, and somebody whether or not they're going to show uh-huh. up in the transporter, like it, like every third episode. It's one of those things where, like, I get from a writing perspective what a pain in the ass you've you've made for yourself to be like this is an all-powerful thing that can essentially save people from danger at any given point, right? Anywhere at any time, right? But also to just arbitrarily decide when and when it doesn't work without providing any explanation right. makes it even worse I think because right. then it's just like uh, it's there's tension right now because there needs to be right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the only reason you'll hear like atmospheric interference uh-huh. at least every other episode <laughs> right. uh, I did not like the like everyone under 25 who's been oh, in a transport oh boy that was <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean that was I see I think that was a pretty like 
I think that was a pretty easy and I could buy it way to way to make it so oh all the people we know are the good guys all the people we don't know are the bad guys I don't know and I, that's it, why they did it right. it just felt like a very explicit like I, I don't even want to say wink and nod because that implies subtlety right. uh, but it's like hey audience we know you don't give a shit about these young people right. here's the old guys last ride right. yeah. but god I was a fun last ride <laughs> when they get in the Enterprise D again dude I loved it. Oh man, I I there's so many things I marked down on this show. <laughs> there was Roe, there was uh shit, what's what's the blonde chick who's an admiral now who tried to take uh, Riker's spot on the Enterprise? Yeah, I can't remember her name either. See, I should know her name cuz yeah. she's also a soap alumni. She was she was the uh original adult Blake Thorpe. Um but um uh, and of course, but the biggest mark out I did was the joke about the carpet. Yeah. yeah. That shit killed. Me. Well, it's like we thought spaceships in the future were going to look like your mom's Plymouth. And <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> I wish we did more of that. I, I, because I mean, everything since then, every enterprise bridge has been, you know, except for the JJ movies has just been so dark and depressing. Yeah. The JJ movies are really bright. Yeah. I, yeah. It's amazing they don't have seatbelts. <laughs> the atmosphere inside the thing. They seem to do a lot of like shaking around yeah. and getting like knocked over. Uh I can't I I think it was William Shatner who described that as Star Trek acting. Mm-hmm. Is that you know you just <laughs> but shake back and forth in a chair while the cameraman shakes the camera and that's how you know that the ship's been hooked. Yep. Listen, it's fun. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for it. I, I'm not either. I love it. Anyway, Star Trek Picard season three. <laughs> we did it. Watch it or don't. <laughs> uh, what have we been watching the last week, guys? Uh, listen, this has probably come as no shocker to anybody. I watched Air because I fucking love a sports movie. Uh, not even, hang on. It's not a sports movie. I want to be clear about that. I, have the you only... watched it? I haven't. Is no. there, are there a lot of sports in it? I'll the only question, fa- part about this that I am disappointed is, is that I I had an idea that we should all three watch one of the product movies that's out right now, mm. and then and then do a. Oh, was that your idea? Bitch, I said that last week out loud to you. <laughs> okay, well, my bad. I will give you I'm old, limited hard drive. All right, anyway, because I was gonna call the fucking the BlackBerry movie because that one seems the baddest. <laughs> Yeah, that one seems nuts. I mean, I watched Tetris, too. Uh, <laughs> I told you guys about that one off air. This is much better than that one. Um, no, listen, it's not a lot of sports. It's like a much better draft day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you love draft day. I fucking loved it. I also watched that recently. Um, no, so Air is like uh, the story about how Nike signed Michael Jordan and created the Air Jordans, which is, uh, if you're unfamiliar, Nike didn't make a basketball shoe in the 1980s. Uh, they kept trying, and they were like, they were huge in the running market, but had no market outside of that. Adidas and Converse were like fucking killing them. They wanted a basketball shoe. And so one guy's idea was we should take our entire budget for our basketball division and give it to Michael Jordan, which as you can probably tell, if you were running a business, sounds like a fucking horrible idea. Right. But they sold like a hundred. I was about to say, but if you're living in any time past like 1994, Dude, in 1984, his rookie year, they sold 110 million Air Jordans. 
So yeah, it was just fine. Right. Um, it's it's really interesting, and the cast is really good. Matt Damon is looking, you know, very fifty four in it. Uh, ben Affleck is got a Jerry curl in it, which is interesting. <laughs> Uh, Jason Bateman's kind of the heart of the movie and listen I don't talk a lot of great things about Jason Bateman but he's pretty good in this the interesting thing is that there's no Michael Jordan in the movie he is there he is in scenes but you never see his face Mm -hmm. and I think this is supposed to be out of respect for Michael Jordan but a little known fact about that guy he's a fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) is that a little known fact it's a pretty well known fact Uh I think but uh, so it's weird to me. They were like, "Let's go out of our way," but he probably mandated that his he would no actor would play him mm-hmm. on screen or something. And that seems fair. Yeah, I don't know that it seems fair, but it seems like Michael Jordan. I just mean if you're gonna sell the rights, I feel like you know he's got one of the more and maybe maybe it is beyond tainting with a, a small time sports management movie. Uh, but you know he's got a, a, a pretty well established image. And yeah. Put it, putting somebody else's face on that image is, I, you know, I get that. Yeah. Uh, Viola Davis is the best part of the movie, though. She's incredible as his mom. I don't know. It's really good. It's better than Transformers. I think it's like a fine Friday evening at home enjoying a bowl of popcorn movie. Uh, I also finished Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That yes! show is fucked up. <laughs> uh, I forgot you watched it already. We just talked about I it know. yesterday. Um,. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't even know what to say. It's very intense. I don't know if the game is like that. Do you know? I don't know. Because I don't want to be walking up to some NPC and it being like, you got Chrome Chome? Yeah, yeah, That sounds like a fucking terrible afternoon. Yeah, yeah, But, uh, you know, I said this to you yesterday. Like, I don't... Uh, you, you know, you said anime perfected cyberpunk. It certainly is the right look. For sure. For that genre. It absolutely makes me want to go be a hobbit somewhere and just not have technology. <laughs> yeah, get in away my from future. technology and corporations. And, yeah, hundred percent. Because it seems like an awful future that we are well on our way towards. <laughs> well on our way, or already kind of. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Um, my favorite thing about it, uh, you know, kind of vicariously yeah. <laughs> hearing your experience, is that like for maybe three or four episodes it kind of feels like a standard young adult kind of story sort of yep um in that it's like a guy who's like you know everything's gone wrong for him you know life in the world is just turned against him it seems uh and then there's a turning point and we find out oh hang on a second you might be special you might be the chosen one and it kind of starts on that track for like two and three episodes, and then there's a hard inflection point. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I I don't remember I don't remember the character's name, but uh, cyberpunk Jeremy Davies uh, <laughs> gets got, and like the whole tone of the show turns and never comes back. And I love that shit. Yeah, uh, Maine is a character I really liked, who's kind of the like inspirational leader mm-hmm. guy, if you can call him that. I do, you know, I said last week stories should have happy endings. Mm -hmm. This is not an environment or a story that should, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that it does not. Agreed. It needs to have (laughs) an upsetting one. Yeah. Uh, But not upsetting in that you don't want it. Upsetting in that, like, it is, you can't win. Right. That that is, like, the whole point of the genre, I think. You have to lose. Uh, Look, one one of these days, when when you guys are, like, out sick and I have the equipment already set up, I'm going to do, like, a solo episode on Trigger, the studio that Mm -hmm. made this, because they're fucking incredible in every way. But, like, their whole thing is, 
we're going to take a genre piece, we're going to figure out what makes it tick, and we're going to do the most like outlandish version of that. And I feel like once again, they've nailed it with cyberpunk. Yeah. It's very it's very cyberpunky. Yeah. Um yeah. It's Is it better than Transformers? Oh god. <laughs> if you made me choose which one I'd watch again, I'm probably taking Transformers, but it is very good. Yeah, so yeah. I'll give it better than Transformers. You listen to that soundtrack now? Yeah, it's fucking killer. <laughs> it is killer. Let's see what what have what have I been? In? Well, first of all, you mentioned Jeremy Davis. I, I thought I'd give an update on this. Um or Davies. Me and Sarah have been watching Justified, but Sarah mm. has been traveling a lot because of work, so there's been uh it's been going slow, but we're almost done with the second season. And God, Jerry Jeremy Davies is so fucking good as like a cracked out redneck. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I, I just that second season is so good. The all the Bennets are just great. Mm-hmm. Uh the uh the storyline in the middle of the season where uh, Raylan's ex-wife accidentally steals a few hundred thousand dollars and Raylan has to get it back into place is very, very stressful, even when you know that it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. That show's just way better than Transformers. It's, it, it does really suck that they hit their peak at the second season. It, it does. I mean, because there's nothing wrong. I don't I don't love the season. I, I hate fucking Michael Rappaport as a whole, <laughs> but I don't like... The, the season that he's in because he's not good and the whole thing is just kind of a worse version of the season before. Right. Uh, so that's the, that's the only be- not good season. But like the other seasons I think are good seasons but they're just never as good as season two. 100% agree. They, the, the, every season of it I think is good. You know, the peaks and valleys and all that but all of them are better than Transformers but, but two is just so great. Mm-hmm. Like if they would have done a couple more seasons that good I think that would be this show would be higher up on everybody's list of greatest TV shows mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, what else did I have going on this week? I already talked about a little. I watched The Undiscovered Country again. You know, what else? We we, we got a dog. Oh, you cool. Know, you know, I are... Uh, well, let's don't go cool so far. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had a dog before. His name was Chief. Uh, he, he was, uh, he was old, he was dignified, he was gay. He was very much like having Ian McKellen as a dog. Very much enjoyed his company, but Chief passed. So we waited a little while and we got a new dog and he is not dignified. He is just so fucking bro Like he just wants to join a frat. And, uh, man, somehow, I don't know, somehow he poops more than he eats. <laughs> Like he pooped, he eats twice a day, but poops at least five times a day. It's I, my life is a burden of poop. So I don't know. I'm I may be giving dog ownership worse than Transformers. None of my cats are causing me this much problems. They're very self sufficient. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in no rush. When my dog passes, I'm in no rush to get another right. dog. Well, I, you know, I mean, I think it was just because Chief was such a good dog. We were like, oh man, we'll we'll get another dog. Uh. But, I, you know, I was not ready for young dog energy. Yeah. You know, uh, still on the fence on dog ownership. That's okay. all I got. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to bring back an, uh, an anime I watched a long time ago that I forgot about, but as I only mentioned because I don't think anyone else in the world has watched it. Uh, it came out last season. Uh, it's called Do It Yourself. Uh, it is a show, and this is uh, going to be a sound like a really familiar premise, of four or a few more girls in high school who'd start a club <laughs> in this particular case it is the do-it-yourself club where they learn how to like 
make benches and hang shelves and make a treehouse, and it's the most relaxing fucking show I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I wish they made 10,000 episodes of it, but there's only 12. But those 12 episodes, way better than Transformers. Uh, great way to unru- unwind. Do you know what uh, I would love to see? An episode of the new King of the Hill reboot where Hank Hill discovers that. Because <laughs> it seems like anime seems like something he would hate. Uh-huh. And I bet he would really enjoy that. I see. Uh, and the only other thing I, I wanted to mention, I, I, uh, while, while everybody else is playing their Tears of the Kingdom and whatnot on their Nintendo whatevers, I don't have any of those things. Uh, so I bought a Zelda knockoff called Death's Door, which is... Zelda, but instead of a Twinkie blonde elf, <laughs> it's just a crow. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's Otherwise, it's exactly the same game. Uh, yeah! <laughs> and yeah, none of that either. Uh, but it's way better than Transformers. I mean, I bought it for like 10 bucks. It's given me at least 12 hours of entertainment. I highly recommend it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Do we have? Oh no, we want to do visions next week. Visions. Yeah. I'm, my wife is like sort of interested in watching visions, but not enough to actually watch it. So I'm probably just gonna have to go on without her. But that's fine. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? I've only watched one episode because I've been trying to like, oh, we'll, we'll do it together. But yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, which one did you watch? The first. Just one? the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to Screechers Reach, which I know is your favorite. Oh, it's so good. Bro. Yeah. I, I've been waiting because I didn't want to end up in the situation like I was with Picard this week, where I don't really remember the details. I just remember that I like it. Yeah. You know. I'm going to watch it again. I'm not sure that the writers paid that much attention to the details, so I wouldn't worry that much <laughs> about it. I think they paid too much attention mm. to the details. Uh-huh. Maybe not the plot, but the details they were on. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Next week, Star Wars Visions. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Also, thank you for listening. I might have skipped that one, but thank you. If you want to tell us your thoughts on whatever we talked about today. Oh, no, it was Star Trek Picard. I had a fugue state there for a second. You know, reach to realphonies at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.